All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Cast Conversations. I'm once again joined by Maria. She uh, has been pumping out the episodes recently. She's been on like every one. But um, Jeremy's yeah. place. Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah Jeremy. Jeremy's kicked out. Uh, but yeah, so we also have guest with us today, Casty. Thank you so much for joining us, coming on the show. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we were just discussing before the episode. We haven't even fully discussed all of Cassidy's roles just because just based off of looking at her Instagram, she's been in a lot. So we wanted to we wanted to hear all of just go in chronological order real quick and then we can unpack them all. Absolutely. Yeah. No, my Disney story is a real trip. (laughs) Um, I started with Disney in the infamous college program of spring of 2020. Um, So obviously that portion was short lived. (laughs) I had started that with the intention of sticking around and becoming part time full time and staying down here was like, like a lot of people's like, shoe in the door of trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like with everyone during that time period, unfortunately, that didn't work out. Um, but I did stick around and it just was a little bit of a crazier uh, strategy to get back in. But I started with Kilimanjaro Safaris. It was a blast. Everything I could have wished for and wanted because um, I t- tried to get in to the company for a good couple of years before then. So I was like, good. So it's just like holding out for a good role. <laughs> um, so it was definitely worth the wait. Um, and then of course COVID happened and I stuck around down here in Florida. Um, and as soon as I could, like, I was like, I just wanted to wear my name tag again. Honestly, <laughs> I did temperature screening for with Advent health at the front of the park for a little bit. Oh, wow. Um, and then in order to get that name tag back, I worked third party in the France pavilion um, doing quick service food and beverage for eight months before oh, wow. finally um, getting back into the company where I got a part-time attractions position, which I was at for a solid two weeks to <laughs> <laughs> um, full-time status because I really want a full-time status. Okay. Um, but I was part-time at Journey into Imagination and the Magic Eye Theater before transferring to where I am now, um, which is full-time attractions in Asia where I work at Cali River Rapids and the um, Feathered Friends in Flight, which I absolutely love and adore. And I'm so glad to be there. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. I, can't, I mean, I can't wait to get to get to talk about these a little bit more yeah uh, and that's yeah. all like in a span of a year and a half <laughs> like, yeah that's crazy wow. started in january of 2020 up till now <laughs> Gosh. that was actually going to be one of my first questions was were you like the earlier part of spring 2020 that came in january or were you like the first week before Disney closed. So you were in January. I was here. Yeah, I was in January. So I was there for like a good, like, I think it ended up being like two full months. And when I calculated it out that I was here for, um, I was the first round of spring advantage because in order to be placed at safaris, you have to be an advantage programmer because okay. it's such intensive training. It's about a week's amount of training. Um, they don't want to give it to folks who will be there for a shorter period of time. They want it to be there for like a longer period of time. Um, so I was the first group of the advantage folks that was there. And I just wanted to come down as soon as possible. So I said, give me the first date. Um, I can down there i've been waiting long enough um it was also the very last possible chance 
that I could do the college program that I got in for. So, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well, that's exciting. Glad glad you got accepted for that. And you. yeah, you had a you had a dream <laughs> role there with the safari. And oh, for sure. So, what was that training like? Like, do you what do you start off doing for training, and then like up to the point where you're driving the trucks and <laughs> into that? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot. Um, I was really determined to learn as much as possible so that I could be prepared and ready to go. Um, so. <laughs> My trainer always said that she was not worried about me. Um, a lot of my cohorts were driving trucks on day two, like, and they had, I had a friend who had a guest who had guests on their day two, but they didn't drive and steal at the same time. Mm. Cause like every trainer has different strategies depending on what you're most comfortable with. Um, but I think that he drove with guests. He didn't drive and steal with guests on his day two. Um, just that way he could get used to um, driving with guests because those trucks feel different with guests on it versus when they're completely empty. There is a, very big difference it's easier to drive mm. in my opinion with guests on them because it's there's a lot of weight and you don't hit the potholes that are like it's supposed it's there's all paved it's not, you're not <laughs> like they feel off-road um <laughs> and then you hit a hole wrong and it's it hurts sometimes <laughs> um but, uh, but basically my training day one was a lot of land orientation and getting to know the land. Um, one thing about animal kingdom that I've loved since I've worked in two sections of animal kingdom and I have other parks now to compare to is that animal kingdom, God, there's like some sense of like home there. Like you show up and they're like, Oh, we're introducing you to every single leader in the area. This <laughs> our proprietor like get to know everyone introduce you to every single person that you pass animal kingdom is very like good about that um and i really experienced that with epcot i don't know about the other parks but like both locations i've been at at animal kingdom that's what they've done and i absolutely love that so i'm glad that was a very large driving force <laughs> me going back to animal glad to have that <laughs> aspect back um but yeah day one is a lot of land orientation we rode a couple of safaris to get to know like how the safari worked um we were kind of a big group on day one and then when we went to day two through six is when we like branched off into our own individual groups um there's a lot of og reading um sparse out throughout the day and that's with any attractions training you got to do a lot of reading with that it's very boring a lot of legal jargon <laughs> Um, but you have to read it so that way you know like as per OG standards this is what's correct um, but uh, I drove the truck I started driving it on day two just to like get used to it and we did a lot of empty rounds with no one on it we would um, practice show stops pointed animals we did a little bit of like animal identification when there was like no one on the trucks not necessarily spieling but um, my trainers are really good about like while we were doing empty rounds like hey what's that animal tell me one fact that you've read so far about it so mm -hmm. that that would easily get into it um i tried to learn my facts as soon as possible you get like a little booklet that has like disney approved animal facts you're only allowed <laughs> to use animal facts you can't just like google something online um but leadership is really good about like once a week they'll put like something out in the break room with like brand new facts about hippos that are disney approved that you can share <laughs> you can like add it in um if you'd like really like one of the facts um but like i went through and i highlighted the ones that i wanted to use and those were the ones that i memorized as my base that i could work with from the beginning and i memorized it so quickly and i didn't have guests until i want to say like 
either the very end of day three or the very beginning of day four. And it was driving me nuts. I would look at my trainer and I would say, I want gas. I want to rip the bandaid off. Let me do it. It's going to go really well. I promise. Like I'm ready. <laughs> to go. And my trainer would just look at me and be like, you'll be fine. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me do it. She's like, I'm not worried about you. I was like, yeah. Okay. So give me a guess. Um, but yeah, no, it just was a matter of getting comfortable learning how to open the truck in the morning, learning how to close it at night, how fueling works. Um, and then just like how to dock a truck properly, how to dock in the third area departure three area, which is for handicap accessible areas. Um, and all those other things of how it functions. And then on the final day, you get assessed for everything and then you're good to go. Uh <laughs> Wow, that that yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of training. Oh yeah. my gosh, most intense training I've had so far while working at Disney. But it was a lot of fun, also at the same time. So, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I I got a lot of questions based off of just that that little bit right there. But uh, one just real quick that came to mind because you talked about fueling the trucks. How how often do they have to be fueled up? They fuel them at the end of every night. Oh, so they can last the whole day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like oh. typically whenever like a, a truck is taken out for the day, like if they cycle them out for the end of the day, like we get less people at the end of the day, they'll like start closing trucks early and you'll go fuel, take it off and fuel it. Um, mm -hmm. That's just part of closing procedures. Gotcha. Yep. Um, what is like the average or is there supposed to be an average time of your safari ride? Like, is there a certain amount of minutes? Yeah. The, a good safari is 18 to 22 minutes long. Oh, that's, mm -hmm. that's it, it feels shorter when you're on it because I mean, it's very enjoyable. Uh, some people sometimes like to put their foot on the gas and go as fast. <laughs> we go eight miles an hour maximum. And there are certain like, speed limits for each section of the safari so you mm -hmm. shouldn't be going too fast but there are some people who are like either having bad days or maybe have a bad truck that are like oh i gotta uh, get out of here but a good safari is 18 to 22 minutes long and that's you know making that's if like the giraffes or rhinos decide they don't want to take a pit stop in the middle of the road yeah. um because i've had friends who have had like 40 minute safaris before because the male giraffe has decided to stop in the middle of the road and take a nap there and he knows that they're gonna bait him with treats but he doesn't want the treats at the time so <laughs> wow interesting interesting that's <laughs> that's so cool yeah um yeah wow uh oh shoot i had a question um, <laughs> well, I have another question. Go ahead, Maria. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you have a favorite part of the, um, like a favorite part to drive through or even just look at like on the safari? Like I love when you go into the Savannah and it's like, whoa, like I'm really in Orlando right now. It doesn't feel like it. I feel like every time I go on the safari, I'm still <laughs> as amazed. So do you have a favorite part? I don't have a favorite part, but I do have a favorite animal. Um, which like, I would always like, they were always my favorite animal whenever I would drive through it. They were, if they were ever out, like I would make sure to like give them all the love and attention they would deserve. And if they weren't I'd be like, come on guys, where are you? <laughs> and, like, I'm still that way when I go as a guest and that's the bongos. And mm. <laughs> I love the bongos. And in order to get the trucks off the path, like you have to go through that last the iterate first in order to exit and take the tracks off so i would always sing them good night at the <laughs> night as i would drive off i'd be like good night bongos <laughs> like, 
<laughs> all the way up because they would always without fail for the evening safaris they would be gone for like the last two hours and no mm. one would pray for us and i'd be like who can i talk about and there was only one fact about them that i would only tell at night and i would put some flair in it and that was the ghosts of the forest because they <laughs> walk so quietly like and that's why they're called the ghosts of the forest <laughs> They would never be out and I'd be like, guys, I want to talk about you. And they would never be out. But sure enough, there they would be whenever I would take off a truck. And I'd be like, where were you guys? <laughs> I talk about. Um, but the bongos were always my favorite because um, I got to see them whenever I took the truck off. So I always look for them whenever I go as a guest to see if they're out. They're so sweet. I love them. They're so nice. <laughs> That's so cool. That is How long did it take you to memorize all the animals? Not long. For me, not very long. I know there are other people who like struggle with it. Um, I my degree is in English and theater education, so like memorization for me has never been an issue. Mm. Um, that and combined with the fact that I knew that I had to learn like driving and like pay attention to everything else going on. That I didn't want facts to be one of the stressors while I was driving and talking to people. I wanted that to be second nature, didn't have to think about it. So I memorized it as fast as possible so that that way I wouldn't have to stress about it. I could worry about driving. I could worry about making sure the guests are being well-behaved and staying seated at all times. I can make sure that I'm paying attention to what it is that the animals are doing around me, what the truck in front of me is doing, what the truck behind me is doing so that that way that wasn't going to mess with my brain as well. That should be the last thing that I worry about is talking while driving. So yeah. Gotcha. Um, going back actually before your college program started on your application, did you, was attractions your number one um, like role? That's what you wanted. Yeah. Attractions has always been my number one thing that I wanted to do. Um, Cause like I have done food and bev like for all of my jobs, my entire life and attractions is so different and attractions just feels so Disney to me um, that it was something that I wanted to do so badly. And during my interview, um, they talked to me a lot about photo pass, um, which I thought was interesting. I was like, Oh no, they're going to put me in photo pass. Like not that that's a bad thing. Like I enjoy taking pictures. My mom was a photographer for like a good portion of me growing up. So like, I'm very familiar with cameras and how they work and there's high guest interaction I just really wanted a high guest interaction role mm. uh, but like at the end of my interview I was like hey like is there any way like I could like tell you what it is that I'm interested in doing like I know that there's no guarantees but like I'd love to tell you what it is that I'm interested in and they're like oh yeah totally just let us go like I'll write it down like like I said before before, like there's like there's not going to be a guarantee for that I was like oh no no I totally get it and I told them I was like well I really just want to spiel and I really want to have guest interaction so um at Animal Kingdom I would like to wear Kilimanjaro safaris at Magic Kingdom I'd like to wear Jungle Cruise um there's no spieling attraction at Hollywood Studios so if you just want to throw me in Savi's workshop I know there's spieling there and there's no spieling attractions so just put me on a five-hour walking tour so like i was when i opened the email with that placement i thought it was a joke i started sobbing like <laughs> that's <laughs> so cool ticket like attraction and it was an honor to get to work there good for you for being bold on your yeah interview. absolutely up. <laughs> my mom was a cast member at disney and so was my dad and they were always like you know, it doesn't hurt to say what it is that you want. Disney's all about networking anyway. So like, just tell them what it is, what you want, what all your goals are. There's a chance I'll write it down in your file. Um, Cause like, I would really like to work guest relations. So anytime I have any interview anywhere, I'm like, I really would like to end up at guest relations so that that way, if anyone's written it down, maybe it's already in there. So mm -hmm. on top of it, this girl is crazy about this position. <laughs> if 
<laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, back to back to animals. Did yeah. you do you have a certain memory of like one of the coolest animal interactions you had on the safari? The coolest animal interaction. Just like unique, I guess that didn't happen all too often. Um. Well, okay. I got a really special situation with it being like um, the pandemic and everything. The last couple of days, they did like, a few really special things for the CPs. Mm. Um, on the very last day, I was very lucky. My mom happened to be in town. She was on the very last Disney cruise line that went out. So still in Orlando when everything happened and she was very glad that she was so that that way she could help make sure I had a place to live. Um, but she ran into a few of my CP roommates at animal kingdom on the last day, because I was like, I'm not, I like, I I know a lot of CPs didn't go to work on their last day, but I was like, I've been a guest my whole life. I've wanted to work here. I'm going to work on my last day. This is what I want to do. So I was at work and they all happened to be there at the same time. And so they all met up in line and they found um, one of my leaders and like, hey, like we're here for safari truck number XYZ. Couldn't tell you what number it was (laughs) because uh, Cassidy is driving and we want to be on the safari truck. So I pulled up, parked it. Um, I see my leader like step out in front of like all of the guests and have them like wait and like my fan my mom and my CP roommates come on in front of them and I have the whole truck to myself with just my mom and the CP roommates we got to do a private safari on that day um the elephant it happened to me during a time period where the elephants weren't out because there's like a good hour in there where they have to go in and clean the enclosure because you know they they're large animals they gotta clean everything up um <laughs> and so like in the elephant area we all sung Hakuna Matata at the top of our lungs um when we got to the where the white rhinos are um they decided to have a little animal stop and give us a little show in front of them so we heard animal stop for a good like three to five minutes and ap came over and they were talking to us uh from their truck about like how like they were being unruly all day and then a couple of hours later um when there was no one was at animal kingdom on the very last day it was open like my mom took the eeriest photos of like the park being empty i know magic kingdom was filled to the brim no one was in animal kingdom i got a private solo safari just to myself later that day um where they just gave me an empty round and when i was driving through the male lion dakari roared and i was the only mm. one in that and he roared just for me and i sobbed i was like cool <laughs> that, that's awesome really yeah. awesome that's great yeah I, I do remember uh there was one time where the lion like really roared when i was on the tour and i was like that's cool because the the fact is that you can hear him for like five miles away that's about right it's really cool i did hear um one point i i felt so bad i hushed an entire safari <laughs> truck of, on a night safari i felt so bad. i was like, Shh. I was like i'm so sorry because, um hippos wheeze honk to communicate with each other oh. and there was where i was going through and i heard this weird noise and i shushed everyone and it was like all of the hippos wheeze honking to each other and i was like this is so cool i've never heard this and like i just told the the truck i was like sorry guys i didn't mean to hush you but like i've never heard what hippos wheeze honk before and that's what we just experienced like this ne- like i've never heard this so like just getting to experience that with the guests because like the guests like then realize they're like oh she was like hushing us for a reason like this doesn't happen often like we got a really special experience um because that's a thing like <laughs> the wheeze haunt it's a, a very interesting noise <laughs> yeah that is yeah that's cool very cool all right that was that was a lot of good information loved hearing <laughs> about the safari because that's it's one of my favorite attractions at disney 
for sure. Um, but moving on to your next couple jobs here. Um, so you said you did temperature screening, which is kind of interesting. Sure um, is that so you got hired by Disney to do that? No, that was also third party. Oh, um, okay. Um, so my summer, my summer jobs, <laughs> my <laughs> pandemic jobs, I feel like that job was the most pandemic. I was like, we're gonna, this is like something that like people are going to like talk about for the rest of like, oh, you did temperature screening during the pandemic, like felt very historical. Um, it was through Advent Health. And honestly, it's just the people who stood under the tents and you took the people's temperature mm-hmm. and make it was under 100.4. It was over 100.4, take them to a tent to cool off, give them some water. Um, 99% of the time that's all they needed because the parking lots are very hot mm-hmm. um, I never personally experienced anyone because like they could be under the tent the cool off tent for seven minutes I never experienced anyone going over 100.4 and ha- not cooling down in seven minutes I heard that it happened but like I never experienced it gotcha. um, but it was a it was a very chill job um, it was a lot of like being as close as possible to where I wanted to be without actually being there. So like there mm-hmm. were a lot of tough moments that like, this is not what I want to be, but at least it's closer, but it's still not the same. Um, but like it was that step in. So. Right. Right. And then that brought you to the next, which was another third party job, which was your quick service food and beverage in the France pavilion. Correct. And I actually met my best friend while temperature screening and she was the one who got the job first in France (laughs) and she got the hookup for um, third party in France. And we were both there for a good eight months. Um, I typically worked outside in the festival kiosk, wine kiosk and um, crepe kiosk. By the end of my eight months, I was the crepe crepe kiosk girl. I was always in that (laughs) my hand. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of cat. It was a lot of either furloughed cast members or CPs that were trying to stick around. Um, Like my best friend who I had met, her transfer date was set for March 15th. So she was transferring from the CP to being part time. And because it was right when the park closed, she was let go with the rest of us. Mm. So she transfer time go through so like it was a lot of us who were planning on sticking around and did stick around and we just had the best of it I joke that it was the um, alumni program of 2020 (laughs) (laughs) so many of us who were from the CP and it was supplemented that and I have made some of the best friendships from that like I always said like yeah like the pandemic messed up a lot of my plans with Disney, but like if they hadn't, and I missed safaris like, like none other, but like, if I hadn't have been for that, I would not have met my best friend, would not have met some of the coolest people ever by working in the France pavilion. We are all still really close and tight knit. Um, but it was really like that in itself was like something to be thankful for. So, yeah. That's really yeah, awesome. So. All right. So then, oh, you could go. Yeah, no, I was going to, I was going to say, Trying, trying to get through them all because I'm on that free version of Zoom. So only got 40 minutes. <laughs> but um, um, but so then the part time at Journey into the Imagination, you said that was only for like two weeks, but that's, that's yeah, pretty, I, it's pretty cool. And everybody loves figment. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves figment. I'm kind of like in a weird like figment like um, family arc. So like I mentioned, my mom worked for Disney. Um, journey into the imagination for she worked the original one it was her second attraction she ever worked so like it was really fun that it was also my second attraction i ever worked mm. i 
her in terms of how short of a time period I could work there because she was only at Figment for four weeks. <laughs> I was only there for about two. Um, <laughs> because That's crazy. Um, but yeah, we both had that connection. She got to work Captain EO, but I got the Pixar short. So like she won out there on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was really cool that we had that in common, that we were both worked like a similar attraction. But I really needed full time because of mm-hmm. health and things like that in hours and after everything with the pandemic i was like i need the utmost job security possible give me that full time mm-hmm. so and that led you to cali river rapids absolutely. I, it's so great I, I wish jeremy was here because he hates getting wet <laughs> and he like despises cali river rapids just because um yeah he because he doesn't like getting wet I always tell people that you only have a one in 12 chance of getting absolutely soaked. <laughs> right. right. If you're just that person that's going backwards, just right down that hill. And like there's Jeremy's like, 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 sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so, so do you, do you get wet very much at Cali? Like, um, do, the, do the cast members get wet? Because I'm, I'm like, you're near the water, but I don't know. Um, the most, often the only reason why we'll get wet is if it just like starts raining while you're on the <laughs> platform because there's mm-hmm. no coverage there and sometimes it comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden you're soaked if you don't have your rain gear on you mm-hmm. um the only coverage is like right where you're about to like get on the raft but if you're on the actual turntable then there's no coverage whatsoever that's when you're really going to get wet unless you're unlucky during a ride through and you get soaked gotcha. um <laughs> only like one or two people will do that sometimes so that's really the only time when you have a chance of getting wet is if you happen to be on the turntable when it starts raining, which has happened to me a couple of times. Though. And is that cross-trained with the birds or okay? So um, that's, it's, it's kind of like how Imagination, you work Imagination and the Met Theater. It's kind of like that where you do the bird show and you do Cali River Rapids. You might pull birds, pull Cali River Rapids. Although I'm patiently waiting to learn to get cross-trained at Everest. So. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Maria, you got anything else? I, I want to get in our regular Disney questions That's here. That's what I was going to say. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say if you want to move on to the questions. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Cassidy. Uh, yeah. This has been great. I loved all the information that you shared with us. Yeah. But uh, moving to our classic Disney questions. First, your top three favorite Disney movies. Top three favorite Disney movies. Okay, I'm going to pick um, my classic from childhood, which is 101 Dalmatians. Um, I'm going to pick um, one that I've been going to a lot recently, which is Hercules, mm. um, which also is kind of a classic, but, you know, like the music is so beautiful. And um, I'll throw in Thor Ragnarok as well. That's become a comfort movie. I, I know it's like Disney, Disney, but, you know, Marvel. Yeah. And, yeah. I'll throw Thor Ragnarok as well. Cool. Your top three uh, favorite Disney songs or albums? Oh, goodness. Um, hmm. Disney songs. Um, I really like um, Practically Perfect from Mary Poppins. I know that that's in like the stage show, but like it's still in the same realm. Um, uh, that one's a really fun, like boppy one. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just like don't know like the most recent time that I've listened like the songs are so difficult to think of. I know. Gosh, um, probably "Poor Unfortunate Souls." It's a good villain song, and then um, 
on the same theme of villain songs, because that's where my brain is right now, I'll pick um, Dr. Facilier's song. I can't think of oh, the yeah. name of it right now. Um, Friends from the Other Side? Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. That is um, and your top three Disney characters. Um, I really like Dewey Duck. I know that one's kind of more on the obscure side, but I really like Ben Schwartz's version of him. Um, love Dewey Duck. Um, and I like Alice in Wonderland. I love her to death. I always say that she's the character who I um, relate to the most. And, um, hmm. <laughs> I've exhausted my two books. <laughs> I'll pick a villain too, I guess, because I love also the villain. Well, like Ursula. Ursula is always like the one. It just there's good music in that show too. So like you know, if you're seeing Ursula's the good one to sing with, you know. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Your favorite Disney resorts. My favorite Disney resort, um, Old Key West. That one's a very easy one for me. Old oh Key West. wow. Um, it feels very much like home. So, although I did say Coronado yesterday for the first time ever. <laughs> That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. And our last question, uh, your favorite Disney cue. Favorite Disney cue. Oh, that one is very fun. Um, I am going to pick the Tower of Terror cue just because every time I'm in there, it feels so immersive. And like, I always like want to take a picture of it, even though nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, it's not even just like the way that it looks. It kind of has like a smell to it too. It feels like um, that you like get that musty old smell in it with it too um i just like in the overall vibe of it it's like spooky but like like a different kind of spooky than like haunted mansions um so yeah i'm gonna pick tower of terror is cute cool yeah very those cool. are some good answers i enjoyed all yes. of them well thank you cassidy for being on the show that'll that'll pretty much wrap it up um yeah thank you listeners so thank you for tuning in um and, and hearing all about Cassidy's very quick but full Disney journey. <laughs> um, but yes, and uh, it sounds like you have uh, a lot more to come as well. So that's that's very exciting. Very exciting. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Absolutely. Welcome. Absolutely. And listeners, we will talk to you next time. Uh, whenever our next episode may come out, probably, probably Tuesday. Jeremy and I are trying to get get better at recording uh, our solo episodes that him and I do. But Cassidy, once again, thank you very much. And listeners, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. (laughs)